A blessed day, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Join me every Wednesday for a few minutes of studying and reflecting on God's words here on Bible Chismes Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of Bible Chismis PH. Grabe, sobrang tagal ng interval <laughs> ng pag-upload nitong third episode na to, mga chismosas. Um, it was just because uh, nagkasakit ako, I thought I had COVID because um, yung symptoms niya talagang sobrang lala for me. Um, nagkaroon ako ng... Um, kabigatan sa paghinga. Um, I felt that so much. Tapos ang hirap-hirap talagang huminga. Um, hindi ako nakaramdam. I mean, that, that was the first time that I've ever experienced that. Um, na meron akong ubo tsaka sipon. Actually, yung ubo nga, it's very dry. Um, basta para lang merong nakabara sa hingahan mo, sa airways mo. And it's so difficult to breathe. Um, I felt like I was faint. Uh, I was about to faint all the time. Very lightheaded, so um, I, I got very concerned. Because hindi ako nakakilos na mai sa bahay and lagi talaga ako nakahinga, nahihina talaga ako. Um, but then you know, that was a perfect opportunity for me to fully lean uh, on God and not lean on my own understanding. Because Wow, ang ingay ng truck. Okay, so I'm, I'm actually recording this at 2am. Um, just to make sure na wala talaga noise. But, hello truck, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so yun. Um, you know, that sickness um, was a perfect opportunity for me to like fully lean on God's power. And not on my own understanding. Wonderful, unique. Kasi, um... Diba? Uh, when we fully believe in the power of Jesus, nothing else, no weapon formed against us will ever prosper. And we must choose to believe that. And you know, once I surrendered and fully, you know, trusted um, in God, gosh, nakahinga talaga ako ng maluwag um, after a few seconds. And then after that, I was able to recover. So, praise God for His power. Um, he really is our Jehovah Rapha, our ultimate healer. So, what perfect way to really live our lives than to surrender and fully lean on God, on Jesus, on His love and ponder on His love and His mercies and His grace on us. So, that was just such um, a very powerful um, testimonial you know um, based off of my experience and so anyway today I'm what very timely because we're going to be talking about the assurance of salvation um, many people uh, really have struggles when it comes to this topic in their faith the assurance of salvation like how sure are we um, of our salvation um, like you know the, the awkward question would be like um, when you die do you know where you go are you gonna go to heaven or are you gonna go to hell 
or are you going to go someplace else? So here, we're going to talk about that. Now, what does it mean like it really means to be saved? Now, every Christian ought to know beyond the shadow of any doubt that he or she is saved. Now, what does it mean to be saved? First, it means that every sin is forgiven and buried in the grave of God's forgetfulness. Let me read that again. It means that every sin is forgiven and buried in the grave of God's forgetfulness. So again, we are um, reading this off of the book of um, Adrian Rogers, What Every Christian Ought to Know, Masterwork. So there, I'm just quoting that. So it means that every sin is forgiven and buried in the grave of God's forgetfulness. Now let me um, just ponder on that further because when we read that even in the bible kapag nabasa natin yun um yung grace yung justification ng lord ng ng dios sa atin parang in passing lang natin siyang binabasa yung hindi talaga natin siya fully naiintindihan now um just last sunday yung um preaching is all about god's justification and there was a story um about a man na pinaayos niya yung Royce car niya, yung, yung, um, yung sasakyan niya. So, um, bagong sasakyan lang ito. And he went to the, um, um, the service center. Definitely, yung sira ng sasakyan niya kasi parang hindi yata covered um, ng warranty. So, there will be extra charges um, sa pag papa-service ng car. And then, um, so, na-service na, um, tapos na. Um, he's actually scared. Yung may-ari ng car, he's actually scared and worried kasi baka mamaya sobrang mahal nung um, bayad dun sa pagpapaservice ng car. Few weeks passed, wala siyang natatanggap na kahit isang um, like bill or invoice from the service center. And then, so, tumawag na siya. And then, nag-email siya. Actually, nag-email lang. So, nag-email siya. And then, he's asking, um, kumusta na yung, or how much yung quote, or yung, yung babayaran niya, para dun sa pagpapaservice niya sa car. And then, surprisingly, um, nag-reply yung um, service center. Sabi sa kanya, wala raw, kahit na anong model ng kotse nila, yung naka-record na nagpa-service about this particular issue sa car on any dates within the month um, at all. So, wala. And it's like, wow, really? That's unbelievable. And that's what justification means. That's what justification of the Lord means. Um, it means that although marami tayong naging kasalanan, marami tayong naging atraso, um, all those sins are like it never existed at all. So can you imagine that? For example, may umutang sa'yo. 500 pesos. Lakihan natin. Gawin natin. 
5,000 pesos. Tapos, hindi siya makabayad sa'yo kasi hindi na niya pala kayang bayaran. Now, justification is you, and actually grace, is you forgetting about the 5,000. Can you do that? Our sins is more than 5,000 pesos. We can never ever pay that back. But, our Lord, our God, Jesus, justified us. Our sins, we cannot pay for our sins. Not at all. But, thank goodness for God's grace and for God's justification. We are made righteous because of what He did, because of His grace, and because we need to have faith in Him. So let's talk about that here. Every sin is forgiven and buried in the grave of God's forgetfulness. Second, what does it mean to be saved? It means that Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, comes to live in us to give us peace, power, and purpose. So that's the Holy Spirit working in us. Third, it means that when we die, or when Jesus comes again, we are sure that we are going home to heaven to be with Him. Isn't that wonderful? Nakapag namatay ka, meron ka ng sure destination. And that destination is to heaven to be with Jesus. Every Christian needs the absolute assurance that he or she has had this experience of salvation. It is much better to be a shouting Christian than a doubting Christian. And this is most of us, you know, in this present time. This is most of us. Because, you know, when we don't understand, like we don't really fully grasp this grace that God gave us, then that's when we doubt. When we're not sure, or we're not really, you know, in the know, or we didn't fully understand God's grace and justification, then we believe the lies of the world. That, hey, you will never be righteous. You will never be justified because you're very sinful. Nothing you can do. There's nothing that you can do. What you're doing is not enough for you to be saved. Those are lies. That's the lies of the world. Okay? Let's talk about that here further. Um, we ought not walk around like a question mark with our heads bent over but like an exclamation mark that yes hey i am saved we should not be saying um i hope i'm saved or yeah i think i'm saved when you're asked that question but praise god i know i know i am saved we can know this without Without a doubt, this truth that we are saved by grace, that is the 
assurance of our salvation. Jesus dying on the cross is our assurance of salvation. According to 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Okay, so let us ponder on this a few more. When we are talking about the assurance of salvation, we are talking about something of vital importance. We are not talking about denominational preference, um, the, the height of the church steeple or the color of the carpet or anything physical. We are talking about the eternal destiny of the human soul, your ever-living, never-dying soul. We ought to have absolute certainty of this salvation. Now, can you be saved and have doubts about it? Is it possible to be saved and have doubts about it? If it is, if it is not you know, possible, then why did the Apostle John write, These things I have written to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Evidently, some were having serious questions and doubts about their salvation. Doubt doesn't necessarily mean you haven't been saved. We only tend to doubt that which we believe. Doubt is to your spirit what pain is to your body. Now, pain doesn't mean one is dead. Pain means there's life, but something's wrong. Like a part of the body is not functioning as it ought, as it ought to function. And um, so doubt is possible, but not profitable. Um, I have never known of any Christian who has, who was really effective in his or her service to the Lord, who did not have the full assurance of his or her salvation. And this is so true. I have been in the ministry um, for like a few years back and I really can't perform that well um, or do my tasks in the ministry back then because I was holding something back I don't like I didn't really fully surrender to what God um, would want me to do I didn't surrender because I had still have reservations I'm not sure um, of my salvation because I felt like I'm living this kind of life I don't feel like I am enough like I am righteous enough for God so I think I'm not saved and that was a mistake because God or Jesus he came to the world to save the ungodly. And I am ungodly. Everyone else is ungodly. Everyone else. All of us. We are all ungodly. And Jesus came to save all of us. To pay for our sins. And those who will have faith in him will be then justified. Because we have faith. And that is so true. You know, after I surrendered um, to God... That's when I fully felt the peace that I've never felt before. You know, the um, someone that you can't 
fully lean on with your full weight, with your whole life. Like you don't really need to worry about anything else because you know, hey, Jesus, God has got me covered. I won't have to worry about anything in this life anymore. For everything that I do, I will just need to confide in Him. When I, when I got sick, I surrendered, Lord. Ikaw na bahala dito sa sickness ko. Ikaw na bahala sa family ko while I'm sick. Thank you, Lord, for for moving into my life. And you know, even when you um, are at the lowest point in your life, but you believe in Jesus, you would still have so many reasons to be thankful for and to give Him glory. And you know, it, it doesn't feel so heavy as when you didn't have Jesus in your life back then. You know what I'm saying? There's this really um, very peaceful kind of peace. Peaceful kind of peace because it's really what it is. Um, that peace, that unburdened life, you know, that, that one can experience when you fully surrender to God like you let go lord you're angry lord i'm angry i don't want to hurt anyone please take this away from me lord wala kang pabayad sa kuryente wala kang pabayad sa tubig lord ikaw nang bahala when you do that and there's full confidence that hey my lord my god can face this problem for me he will fight for me you have to believe it and you must know that God will not just answer that prayer of yours he will just not take care of you based on your own understanding but he will abundantly and go even more beyond than what you prayed for that is amazing and that is the kind of assurance that we all need especially in this time of the pandemic right so yes, it is possible. Um, so doubt is possible again, but not profitable. Um, we must admit that Christians can have doubts and still be saved. However, it seems to me they're going to heaven second class. Now let's talk about um, what James said here um, in James chapter 1 verses 6 to 8. So he says here, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable, in all they do so it says here um, a believer who doubts his or her salvation should not expect to receive anything from the Lord do you understand that if you have doubts like you're praying Lord 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 take this away from me take this you know wala, wala ganitong provisions where we're very worried and yet you don't have faith you're not really believing god can do it for you then don't expect to receive anything 
because it's very impossible to please God without faith. That's what, you know, the, the, the whole Bible has been telling us to have faith in God. Have faith, have faith, trust in Him, surrender to Him. And all these things will be added to us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. How can you gain righteousness? You need to have faith. Now it says here, assurance begins with the new birth. Um, and so before we uh, get into that, um, we are going to be talking about the story of Nicodemus here on the book of John chapter 3 verses 1 to 7. It says there, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So being born spiritually is much like being born physically. Birth makes a perfect example of salvation because all of us have experienced a physical birth and can relate to the facts of a birth. John's gospel gives us a clear teaching about this birth. In John chapter 1, sorry, chapter 3 verses 1 to 7, Jesus was talking to a religious man named Nicodemus. So Nicodemus wanted to know about miracles. In essence, Jesus told him that uh, in order for him to understand miracles, he himself needed to become a miracle. He needed to be born again. He asked Jesus about this. In his answer to Nicodemus, Jesus pointed out some things about the new birth that we need to understand for full assurance. In a birth, a conception takes place. Now in verse 5, uh, Jesus said, We are born of water and the Spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. The Spirit means the Spirit of God. Now, according to Ephesians um, chapter 5, verse 26. Okay, so this is actually referring to the wife um, as you know, as it says in verse 25. So, okay, um, Ephesians 25 to 26, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So, to, based off of verse 26, yung water jan, it refers to the word of God. Now, when the Spirit of God and the word of God come together, in the womb of faith, there is wonderful conception, but it will not happen without our consent. 
we must choose it. We must provide the womb of faith. Tayo yung womb of faith. We must choose to have faith. Okay? So, um, imagine this. So, Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for our sins. So, okay. Our debts have been paid. Okay? But, the only way for us to receive our salvation. So, you know, after Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for our sins, the, the, the veil, um, in the Old Testament, there was a veil in the, um, you know, the, the, the tent where um, the Israelites would come to worship. And um, in the New Testament times, um, in the temple, Meron parting veil dun. The, the, that veil is about um, about few inches thick. It's not your ordinary curtain, and it's a very high up kind of veil. Um, you will see that in in Leviticus, um, and uh, you will see there that that veil, or a person can only enter through that veil if you have or if you are, you know, righteous enough. You've you've um, given the proper sacrifices, sacrifices in the form of the animals and the proper, you know, um, rituals as uh, commanded by God. Okay, so only those who have atoned using the animal sacrifices um, are, you know, eligible to worship the Lord. You cannot enter that veil, that the, the Holy of Holies, because only the high priests can enter that 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 area. Um, if that high priest is even unworthy, he will die on the spot. That's how holy that ground is, and that's how you know God emphasizes that He is holy, and He can never be present in the presence of someone filthy or someone that is unworthy someone that is not righteous someone that's not righteous someone that's ungodly someone who has sinned that's us we are all you know ungodly but the moment that jesus christ died on the cross that veil is torn so no more atonement of sins through animal sacrifices because jesus christ was the ultimate sacrifice Okay, and then so he lived again. And when he lived again, we are justified. Because it means Jesus conquered death. And death is what? It is the wages of sin. But Jesus conquered the grave. So that in itself is already, you know, Jesus' victory over sin. And that is the great um, reason for us to have faith. Um, have faith in Jesus and in, in what he did. He was able to perform so many miracles. He was able to rise up from the dead. He lived again. Can you imagine that? These amazing things that he can do. And that is where you will put your faith in. And that's how amazing it is. So it says here, 
in a birth, a continuation is involved. Verse 6 tells us that physical life is imparted by physical life and spiritual life is imparted by spiritual life. Parents do not manufacture babies in the true sense of the word. They, they um, pass on the life given to them. Life is transmitted. Likewise, in the new birth, um, the life of God is transmitted into us. The term born again literally means born from above. Salvation is not only getting a man out of earth into heaven, but getting God out of heaven into man through his spirit. And we are now talking about the Holy Spirit. And the term born again is not a religious term or a religion per se. But it is um, what happens to a person who truly in his heart believed and received Jesus in his life. You will be transformed. You will be born again through the Holy Spirit. And in a birth, a character is produced. In the flesh, we receive the nature of our fleshly parents. But what kind of nature do we receive when we are born again? So let's check that out on um, the letter, Second uh, Peter uh, verse 1, sorry, chapter 1 verse 4. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So what kind of nature again do we receive when we are born again? It is the divine nature. So that through them... You may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. When the Spirit of God and the Word of God create in us something supernatural, we receive the character of a new being with a divine nature. In a birth, a completion transpires. A birth is a once-for-all experience in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm. When a baby is born in earthly society, a record is written down. In heaven, a new name is written down in glory. This speaks of a completed fact. No one can ever be unborn. Even when one's body ceases to exist, the spirit of an individual goes on timeless, dateless, and measureless throughout all eternity. In a birth, a commencement occurs. A birth is a starting place. A little child is all tomorrows. He has no past. When we come to Jesus, we are not yesterdays. We are all tomorrows. We then commence to grow. When the baby is born, it has all of the equipment it will ever have. Now it needs to grow. What a blessing to discover, develop, and deploy what we've received in our new birth, in Christ. In a birth, a certainty is expected. A birth is definitely experience. So if I were to ask you, 
Have you ever been born? It would almost seem nonsensical. But suppose I did ask and you answer, well, I, I hope so, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Or even more ridiculous, you would say, I have always been born. There is a certainty implied by a birth. There was a time when you were not born and there was a time when you were. We had no choice about our first birth, but we have one about our second birth. The new birth takes place when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so let's go and take a look at John chapter 20 verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. So, on the verse that we just read, why did John say he wrote his gospel, including the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, in John 3? Why did he, why did he write it down? It is because... So that we may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. So what happens when you believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, then we may have life in His name. And that is so amazing. Let's, let's ponder on that further. You know, that is what we call grace. That's the grace from God. That is like totally forgetting about all our transgressions, all our sins, all our um, shortcomings. Forgetting about that. It's like you're a new being. You're made righteous in His eyes. Such wonderful verses found here in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So it says there, not of yourselves, not of works. That seems simple enough, doesn't it? But most people, I was unable to like fully understand this at first. Um, do not really understand that simple concept. You know, that by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves, not of works, but this is all gift of God. If you ask the average man on the street, are you going to heaven? Or, sure. He'll say, sure. And then if you ask why, then he'll say, well, I'm doing the best that I can. Think about that answer. I am doing the best I can. So that pertains to you doing the works as best as you can. But what does? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9 says that Salvation is a gift of God, not of works. It is only by faith and that not of yourselves. So, you know, many think, and this is what the lie 
that the world is telling us. Um, we think that God is like Santa Claus, making a list, checking it twice, finding out who's naughty or nice. God is not Santa Claus. You know, most people also think that, you know, one day at the judgment, we will stand before him and he's going to weigh the good we've done against the bad and see which side the balance comes down on. Most people believe they can behave themselves into heaven. But it says in the Bible that even our most, um, you know, high-regarded goodness, action, kind, kindness done on earth is as filthy as a filthy rag, you know. It will never be enough. It is not of self and it is not of works. The devil doesn't give up easily and will encourage you to believe something like this. I cannot work my way to heaven, but works will help. It is the grace of God plus what I do. I do my part and God does his. Do you see that lie? We are going to heaven by the grace of God. It is not of self and it is not of works. If you don't understand that, you will never have the assurance of your salvation. Let me say that again. If you do not understand grace, you will never have the assurance of your salvation. If any of it depends on your works, you will never know if you have done enough. According to the author himself, Adrian Rogers, he says, God does not love us because we are valuable. We are valuable because he loves us. By grace, you have been saved through faith. Grace is the characteristic of God's nature that makes God love sinners such as we. God does not love us because we are valuable, but we are valuable because he loves us. That love is by his sheer grace. Grace is something we do not deserve. It is God's unmerited love and favor shown to sinners who deserve judgment. Imagine if we can work our way into heaven, if we can buy our way you know, into heaven, then if we die and you know, we go to heaven, we can boast about it, right? Sabihin mo, ay, binayad ko kaya para makapunta ng heaven one million dollars. Ay, ako, girl, one billion. Ako, it's, I paid more than that. So we like, we can boast, right? And it is very limited to just a few um, types of people. And those, the, you know, those people are the ones who can just afford. Paano yung mga hindi kaya? So what's going to become of them? And if that's the case, then what Jesus did on the cross will not matter. Because we are able to boast of our salvation. When in fact, it says here in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 9, lest anyone should boast. 
By grace, we've all been saved. It's a gift of God, not of works. Can you imagine that? That's a pure contradiction to what Jesus did and to what the whole Bible is about. So, okay. God's grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Okay, so here's a way to help understand what grace means. Let's spell it out. G-R-A-C-E. G is for God's. R is for riches. A at C Christ's E expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. When you think of grace, think of Jesus dying in agony and blood upon the cross for undeserving sinners. We are sinners by birth, choice, and practice. But God loves us in spite of our sin that love is called grace grace is one of the most beautiful words in our language faith now let's let's do that on faith f-a-i-t-h faith forsaking all i trust him if grace is god's riches at christ's expense what is faith then faith is forsaking all I trust Him. I forsake dependence on my good intentions, my good deeds, my own so-called sense of self-worth, and I also forsake my sin. I turn my back on sin, and I trust Him. I put my faith where God has put my sins, on the Lord Jesus Christ. This faith is not a mere intellectual belief. The demons believe and tremble. They, can, they believe in you know, Jesus. They believe in God. It is more than belief. It is a commitment. I can believe an airplane can fly, but I don't truly trust it until I get in. Right? Applies to every one of us. I put my faith in God's grace. It is not the faith that saves. It is the grace that saves. Faith just lays hold of that grace. Think of grace as God's hand of love reaching down from heaven saying, I love you. I want to save you. It is a nail-pierced hand. That's Jesus' hand. Because he has paid for our sins. Think of faith as your sin-stained hand saying, God, I need you. I want you. And when you put your hand of faith in God's hand of grace, friends, that is salvation. You have to choose it. You have to will yourself to have faith in God. You have to reach out to that hand of Christ. Telling you, I love you, I want to save you. And you must say yes to that. So that you will be saved. And that is faith. That is grace. We are saved by faith through grace. Sorry, saved by grace through faith. Grace is a gift, and we cannot boast about it because we don't deserve it. And yet it is given to us freely. There will be no peacocks strutting around in heaven, no boasting. When we get to heaven, God gets all the praise and all the glory because of this marvelous, matchless, wonderful grace. 
Thank you so much, friends, for um, staying with me in today's podcast. I hope you were blessed by that. I hope that somehow we're able to grasp what our salvation means, what it means to be saved. Are we assured now of our salvation? Because this is what Jesus wants for all of us, wants for, for each of us to have faith in him so that all of us will be saved. I'll see you again on the next episode of Bible Chismis PH. If you have questions um, or if you want to reach out to me um, or if you have, have you know any comments at all about this podcast, um, please um, go and follow us on Facebook, Bible Chismis PH, and also on Instagram at Bible Chismis PH. Um, so just reach out to us. And we also have uh, an ongoing um, prayer request. Just fill out the form on our pages and we will be very happy to pray for you. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I hope to see you again soon on our next episode. God bless you. Choose to love, choose to be kind, and always remember God loves you so very much.